Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus McDonald Experience. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. We are going to be providing you with valuable content around entrepreneurship, business, and marketing. We will also be doing interviews with professionals in the industry that are real and unedited, so make sure you subscribe now. And lastly, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Asus McDonald here, and my guest today is Michelle Griffin. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, definitely. So I want to start off by giving our listeners a short bio of who you are, just to give more context, and then we'll dive right into the questions. Sounds like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So Michelle Griffin is a certified personal brand strategist and marketing and PR mentor for experts experts and entrepreneurs who want to become the face of their business with authentic, memorable, and in-demand personal brands. She is the founder of Brandthority, a personal branding consultancy, and a frequent podcast guest. Love it. LinkedIn content creator, and weekly clubhouse moderator. Ooh. When she's not helping people stand out online, you can find Michelle enjoying the outdoors of sunny Florida, discovering the latest gluten and dairy-free offerings, or planning her next home renovation project. Now, to learn more about Michelle, you can go to her website, which is B, as in boy, griffin.com. That's michellebgriffin.com. And you can also follow her on LinkedIn for just daily personal brand building tips. I know I've been following you, Michelle, and great insights on the posts that you provide. Uh, okay. You can also follow Michelle on her weekly personal brand building room on Clubhouse. And Michelle, what is your Clubhouse username? Oh, it's Michelle Griffin. So Michelle uh, Griffin. Yeah, I got in early, so I didn't have to put that obnoxious B, which I'm thinking <laughs> about getting rid of because it trips people up. But yeah, it's Michelle Griffin, and I've had a blast the last six weeks on Clubhouse. It's been phenomenal. So I haven't been on on that platform yet. I had to yeah. use my wife's iPad because uh-huh. I'm an Android user, so yes. it's not released to Androids. And I signed up with her iPad, but I haven't even use the platform yet isn't that crazy you haven't even gotten on at all at <laughs> not all? at all <laughs> not at all my friends are like hey you know we created a room this and that i'm like i don't even know how the flow works i have never <laughs> been in there i don't even i need to make the time for it too yeah yeah no you totally should and i don't spend a lot of time like there's people who spend all days nights and i schedule my time i tell my uh, clients to be intentional and strategic on there um i schedule events And so I'm hosting and talking, and then that way I don't have to worry about going in. So I, you know, you can go in there and find any topic under the sun, right? So um, you should just find what you're trying to, you know, I meet people. I meet, I met clients there, people signed up with me. So it's just a great place to have a conversation. That's it. That's all I look at it. I hear it's more like a, like a panel. Yeah, it is. And there's some huge names on there. You're rubbing faces, little icons next to some big names in the industry. And, you know, they're dishing out so much important advice that you would probably, they probably hate people have to pay, you know, in a coaching situation. 
the right. stuff I've learned on there is phenomenal. So what I do is I, I connect, you can connect with directly with Twitter or Instagram handles that are embedded on your profile. They don't have right. LinkedIn, which is strange, but I always encourage hmm. people I'll go doing LinkedIn. That's my place. So I've met a lot of people that way. So your audience, your listeners should right. totally check out clubhouse. I, I agree. Yeah, totally. Now I know you post a lot on LinkedIn. Do you, also post on other social media channels as much or LinkedIn is more like your baby? Yeah. LinkedIn's my baby. That's where my <laughs> client base is. You know, I'll, I really don't do much in any other. I mean, sadly, but you know, my philosophy is I'd rather get super good and really connected in one platform. And you know, at the end of the day, you got to go where your audience is, you know, mm. and that's for my platform. And so I guess I could say clubhouse is my next best thing, but I don't spend as much time there because that's right. the thing about clubhouse. You can go in be very strategic, meet a bunch of people in a room, and that's your networking event for the day, right? Totally. So that's how I looked at it. But yeah, LinkedIn is the place. But everyone's different, right? Everyone's clients. Ever, everyone's different. different. Yeah. I, yeah. I love LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my days. <laughs> yeah. People look at me like my friends in real life who maybe aren't in marketing. They're like, LinkedIn? What? You know, they're like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, yeah, same here. They're like, oh, you're on Instagram. I'm like, I don't really post on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, I guess I should. But then I'm like, nah, I don't really like posting on Instagram or Facebook. To me, Instagram yes. and Facebook are dated. That's yes. just my opinion. And crowded. And, you know, yeah. Facebook is, um, you know, controversial and just garbage. You know, the stuff, you know, it's like the garbage of social media. Totally. People's stuff just throw their leftovers. Instagram, it's all about looking pretty. It feels like and perfect. <laughs> and LinkedIn, you can just show. I mean, obviously, you're not showing your Facebook self, but people are very accepting. And I tell people, check it out. It's not the LinkedIn of the recruiter resume site. It used to be. I mean, there are people I know in LinkedIn and I see every single day that I I look forward to. They're like, they would be my in real real life friends if they were nearby. Totally. And I like Um, that it's a place where there's a lot of marketers and we're all providing insightful content that would help anyone tremendously, which is awesome. Yeah. And I mean, that's the point. And, and here's the thing. I, you know, I, there have, they have, and they do have haters, but I have not gotten any, you know, mean people there. So, you know, it could happen, but not like it does on other platforms. Right. So it's a nice place. Now I want to start off with asking you what inspired you to choose a career in personal branding? Why not a different career path? And when I was okay. thinking about a different career path, like I was thinking, why not copywriting? Like you're mm-hmm. really good at writing, like your LinkedIn posts. Oh, well, thank you. So when I read it, I'm like, wow, she's really good at like storytelling. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, well, that's part of what I do for my personal branding. Well, here's the thing. I know a lot of your listeners are entrepreneurs. And and, um, a year ago on the 31st, just a few days ago on this taping, I celebrated my one year anniversary being an entrepreneur. So I was in marketing, PR in my previous role, worked out for years and just kind of hit a plateau like most of us, right? And I realized really five years I wasted just not stepping out into my zone. So all all those years when I was sort of consulting on the side, word of mouth, I was helping like these experts. I was in the professional services space with attorneys and insurance executives, people like that. And I would kind of help them with their social media or their branding or whatever. And I just realized I loved helping these people because you have a direct access. They're usually like the decision makers, change makers. They're seeing big visionary things. You know, they're doing, they Mm -hmm. want big things. So, um, you know, people love doing with companies, but there's so much red tape and slow. I love seeing the impact immediately. So 
I, um, I honed down this past year, I became a story for story brand marketing guide, a certified marketing guide. And then I got certified and I work also with brand builders group or a personal branding strategy group in Nashville. And nice. so I, through them in my own work, I work with people all over who are building their personal brands as the face of their business, you know, and it could be authors. It could be speakers, marketers. I do a lot of marketers too, believe it or not. We're building communities or publishing a book. So um, just because they're fascinating people and they, they stepped out of their own and, you know, want to make change. And they usually, and we, we deal with at Brand Builders Group, mission-driven messengers. And that's exactly mm. who I like supporting. That's awesome. Yeah. And with the, yeah, because it really encompasses a lot of things. It's not just mm -hmm. copywriting. Copywriting <laughs> is maybe a form of the whole pie, right? <laughs> or yes. a piece of the whole pie. Exactly. Say. Yeah. And that's probably why I do it too, because it, I, I tend to get bored easily. So this nah. lets me help people with their, you know, deep dive branding, you know, working on their messaging, positioning, strategic stuff. I help them with coaching, a little bit of consulting. We'll write their website copy together or their emails, you know, so there's a writing component. There's the marketing right. funnel component. There's a little, you know, helping with their podcast. There's a little bit of everything. And that's what's exciting to me. It's one big mix we put together for them. So mm -hmm. never a dull moment. Yeah. So that leads me into my next question for you that I have is what is your process when it comes to personal branding? Because everyone does it differently, right? Yes. Yes, totally. Well, I mean, I was in personal branding and then I do my implementation work separately with my brand authority. You know, we'll work on implementation. And then when I work with brand builders, we do four stages there where there's four stages. There's the branding stage, the marketing, the selling, then the scaling. Mm -hmm. So when I personally am doing implementation work with people, we start with foundation. You know, you need to know exactly who you serve, obviously, because every right. business is serving a problem or fixing a problem. And then, um, you know, why a lot of entrepreneurs fail at some marketing or social media, because they just get right in there start posting social media or putting a website up and they haven't really done that important deep dive. And like, it's the, kind of the not fun part because it's hard because you have to like go, Oh my gosh, who, who am I? What do I stand for? What do I serve? What's my one problem? What's my message? What makes me unique? You know, so we get so crystal clear on that and people either really love it or kind of struggle with it, but I help them through it because I know you cannot grow and then, do your marketing and your right. selling and scaling unless that's all set up. So it's really like purpose. I get your, for me, when I do implementation work with my agency side, my consulting side, I do the, um, we do our purpose stuff. I always ask people like, what's your why? Cause that's going to be our umbrella driving thing. And we work on your branding, brand messaging. Then we get to your marketing and content and all that. And then we work on your visibility. And then mm. we just keep scaling that because visibility has got to be consistent and it's all right. driven by content and consistency. So that's what I work. That's how I work. So I call it purpose, um, position, packaging, publishing, and then proof. And cause you got to get that proof in there, you know? Right. Now, if somebody comes to you for copywriting, mm -hmm. how do you position it or tailor it to the personal branding? Or is it just like, Oh, that's an easy sell because it is personal branding. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, if they've already dialed in, I could 
tell right away how dialed in they are. Because I also have um, implementation partners. Like if I have someone who comes to me like they are so dialed in and they just need help with an email funnel or something, right? I don't. I don't. I do more of the high level strategic coaching consulting. So. I do some writing, but not like, I wouldn't call myself a copywriter. So I'll, I'll, you know, work with one of my collaborative partners who all they want to do is copywriting. Right. So we, I have people I work with that I, I get fit. I fit people at the right place where I have a web designer. So, you know, this person needs like a really good, cause I say, you know, you hone down on a social media platform, but you got to hone down your home base, you know? Right. So website's huge for a lot of personal brands. So I work with that and then a designer. So I got all the tools and the people who I've vetted are like really good at and love personal branding too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you have those resources because yeah, you never know what you're going to get when it comes to inquiries. Exactly. Um, And I have, and yeah. I have uh, referrals like in story brand too. Like I had someone book a call with me the other day and you know, I wasn't a fit. It was a company. And so I found four people for him to, and I connected him because here's the thing. We're not always a fit, either an industry or personality or whatever. And so I, I never want to turn anyone ever away. Like if they, right. if I can't help them, I'm going to find someone for you. I do the same thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's customer service right there, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Now I did have another question. So say a company already went through personal branding, say it was five, 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, how often should a company rebrand? Mm-hmm. And then two is what do you do? Like, what's your process for rebranding a company? Does it change mm-hmm. or is it the same? Well, you know, because I work with more personal brands, I work with like the person because there are, you know, I'm trying, I'm doing more entrepreneurs now, but there are those executives and those companies now who are seeing that the path to developing their C-suite or their CEO or their top level people as a, um, you know, being more active on social media as a personal brand, not mm-hmm. in the traditional sense, but to drive it back to the company. Right. That's huge. And you're seeing a lot more of that now, right? So I'm working more with that. But, you know, companies branding, if they're continuously listening to their customers and pivoting and all that, they should be having a really tight brand. It's when they didn't do that deep work, then they're usually off base. But if you're constantly, you know, listening to your customer and pivoting and, you know, but it starts with the good values and the foundation, because if you just throw something together, people are going to see right through it. So if you right. don't have a deep dive brand, I suggest you come back and do one because, and, and it's harder because if you don't do it and then you start doing something and there's PR crisis or something, it's, it's just harder. you like, it mm-hmm. just kind of all falls apart. So it works for PR too. You got to be dialed in to, you know, pitch stories and all that. You can't just make stuff up. People right. You know? oh, definitely. And you mentioned, I now focus on entrepreneurs. Is there a reason mm-hmm. why you now focus on entrepreneurs? Yes. Yes. Because I am the walking example of what not to do. Okay. <laughs> My previous job. That is a good uh, point. Yes. Yes. And at Brand Builders, we say we're always uniquely qualified to help the people we once were. And that was me. And my thing is, um, if you spent, like me, years building someone else's brand and neglected your own, when you leave your job to become an entrepreneur, what does that leave you? So little story here, you know, I worked in marketing for a professional set. I was executive director. I was in the, you know, we did huge events, all this stuff. I was doing all this stuff, great stuff in marketing PR, I have a master's in PR. 
thing about it is when I'd meet people, I didn't define my personal brand. When I'd meet people, they thought I worked in insurance and I would get so mad at them. Not that (laughs) anything wrong with insurance, but I'm a marketer and PR. And that was my fault. I didn't define my brand. Okay. Mm. And all those years when I was thinking about wanting to leave my job, I should have been building my platform. I should have been, you know, blogging or reaching out more on LinkedIn and letting people know who I was, stepping out from behind. So anyway, when I left my job a year ago, although I had all this great experience, I realized, oh, wow, I didn't have a personal brand, you know, so mm. I hate that. I can't go back. So now, just like the old saying, the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. The second best time is today. You can start now today. And the fastest way I'm recommending people, if they're in the LinkedIn space, is to hop on LinkedIn and start posting daily. It is phenomenal. The reach right now won't probably right. last forever. But only 99% or only 1% rather of the 750 million people on there post. Isn't that crazy? That is, yes. There's a lot of room for opportunities there. Yes. Yes. So, um, and then, so I just started, you know, posting and getting out there and opportunities come your way. It's amazing. So I suggest people just start now. If you think you're going to be leaving your job or want to leave your job, start now. That's really great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people... Like for me, for example, we started when I left and did Jerem Web Marketing, which is website design development company. And I do mm-hmm. it, I was doing it full time. Then I had the time or made the time to do all that branding for the company, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like 2020 last year mm-hmm. where I, I got a lot of advice from my industry partners to like, you have so much information mm-hmm. and just, share it. And to me, it became personal branding, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was Jesus McDonald. It shifted from Jeremy marketing the company to Jesus McDonald. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's still stuff going on here and we're pushing out content, but it was like the face of the company more yeah. than anything. Right. Yeah. And I, when I did that pivot, I saw way more increase yep. than doing it from the company type branding Mm -hmm. which company branding is not bad it's just if you want real results the personal branding yeah is totally where it's at i think it tripled like it was crazy amazing good for you yeah that's really good i guess that's why your podcast helps too because has your name in it right the podcast helps too yes Mm -hmm. um and you know what's crazy michelle i wasn't even thinking about personal branding this whole time (laughs) you just did it I just did it because they're just my thoughts, my experience, my um, ideas, um, things that I really wanted just to help, you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. um, marketing professionals. Like Mm -hmm. I experiment a lot with digital marketing. So I'm like, hey, here's my findings. Here's Mm -hmm. what worked, what didn't work. You don't have to go through all that because it's all here. Yeah, that's smart. People need that. Like they're crazy. I always say we're um, inundated with information, but starving for wisdom and knowledge. You know, Mm, you can go Google anything in the world, but we need someone to help us see through that. You know, there's just too much coming at us. So if you have this trusted expert, right, Mm -hmm. like you, and, you know, people are just gravitating to that. And so you're so right about doing what you did because um, you've got to just, you know, it doesn't take even much. People are like, oh, I'm scared to put myself out there. Well, you think about it this way. It's not you putting yourself out there. It's just taking what you know to help others. So you you switch that around and it's so much easier. So you don't focus on you. It's focusing on what do I know to help others? Just like you said, right? It's totally about um, like how you can bring value to others. 
and help them be successful. Um, Exactly. And it comes right back at you. I mean, not that you expect it, but it's just a natural, like, you know, law. Totally. Yeah. Can I ever say that word? Reciprocity. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) And it just, you know, and not that people want to pay you back. It just somehow things just come your way because I guess people just start seeing you as a very helpful, knowledgeable right. person. So, hey, this person knows a lot. I should do, you know, see if they can help me with my business. So that's just how it goes. And the feedback that I've gotten, and you can probably um, correct me if I'm wrong, is it's more like a gift. You're giving them a free gift and mm-hmm. they just feel like, oh my gosh. Some of them feel obligated mm-hmm. to give you another gift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or to give exactly. you a gift back, right? But yeah. honestly, the stuff we give on LinkedIn mm-hmm. should be paid for. Yep. Like people pay a digital marketing expert, a personal yeah. branding expert for that stuff, but we're just giving it 100%. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and the, the audience might not even become our customers. Yeah. But it's okay because it's helping so many different levels. It's helping them or you can get a referral out of it or, you know, just building your personal brand by just giving information. People know you as the source, right? Right. Even if you don't get information or clients from it or whatever. And and so that's what I do on LinkedIn. You know, it's building awareness, a personal brand, you know, business. Mm -hmm. And and I'll tell you, everyone who says they put themselves out there on LinkedIn, they say, well, I have inbound leads now. I don't have to, you know, go promote myself. It just comes my way. Totally. It's a natural byproduct because people see you're not your authentic self. Like, right. oh, they're just here. And I rarely, you know, I have actually a friend who's like, Michelle, you need to, you know, every now and then talk about what you do because people will, you know, tell people what you do so they want to do business. And, and I get that in some point, but at some point, you know, I don't know if she realizes I get people DM me all the time or setting up calls. So I really, right. it's without me even mentioning because they can see if i if right, you right. have some ideas and you probably do this too right you, there's like two or three topics you kind of are known for and, and, and post on is that correct mm. so they know you as that person right, right? so it's website yeah. design website development yeah. um and it's uh entrepreneurship yeah See, and then, yeah, and those are great topics and you probably never run out of them since you have, but they know you in that space. And mm-hmm. so you kind of get known for that one thing. So right. that's why you, again, got to be out there. I do like the the daily post challenge on LinkedIn because I yes. agree with you. That stuff works. You just got to start yes. and make yeah. time for it. Yeah, you do. It's a lot of work, but the payoffs are tremendous because it's like climbing a mountain for me. It's like, I was never consistent and who knew there was 250 of us in our community now that are just posting daily. And, um, and here's the thing, if you fall off, it's progress, not perfection. Right. Right. So right. That's what we push for. And so. it's good accountability too, for yourself. Yeah. yeah um, totally. now what are, in your opinion, what are the top three things that help with branding? I was thinking about, you know, the entrepreneurs, even the marketing professionals that tune into the show. Sure. Um, and they're always looking for like, hey, what are the top things that will help me with my branding? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you want to be known for one thing, right? Just kind of what I was saying. I know I get kind of old for me to say this, but you kind of do a deep dive if you don't know or maybe talk to someone. One thing I will tell you that most people I work with who are experts at what they do. Amazing. This happened to me too. You get too many ideas in your head and it's really hard yeah. to like... Oh, what do I want to be known for? Like we know too much about ourselves, right? Right. So um, hard as it is, you have to know what do I want to show up as? Who do I want to be known for? Who do I help? Um, the problem I solve, you know, just you lead with a problem and help. And so, you know, 
yours is like website development or something, you know, how to get your word out on a website. So anyway, mine's personal branding. There's a lot around there. There's a lot of misconceptions about personal branding, but just know who you want to be and the problem you solve and how that makes you different. Because here's the thing, there is probably, you know, way many of us, the same thing, right? There's a lot mm. of competition, but people are going to gravitate to you because right. you're the real you putting yourself out. So um, definitely get really good at figuring that out. And then, you know, write a bunch of content. Nothing happens unless you put yourself out. This day and age, people want help. They want that knowledge, Absolutely. not the information. So gear it to that client problem. And then, you know, just be consistent because you can't show up one day and not the other. It's mm -hmm. going to take traction. Depending on your industry, sometimes, sometimes it takes a little bit more, but then you start getting known. There's so yeah. much distractions. And then, you know, have your own website for sure. Don't rely on a platform, you know, um, that's really huge. And then um, just show up and then just start looking for ways to enhance your brand. You know, don't neglect the thought that people are what matter and people are the people who will talk about you, know about you and refer you. So Right. Get those connections, get those networking and build a community because in the end of the day, that's who your personal brand is going to be. I like to say it, um, your, your people are your community, not your audience. Mm. That's what I like to say. I love it. About that. Yeah. It's like your little village. Yeah. Supports you. yeah. I love it. Exactly. And you're supporting one another. It, you know, it's a two way street actually. So, right. Yeah. That's awesome. So, now, yeah. who is your ideal client? This is one of my favorite questions that I love. You know, yeah. asking our guests. Yeah, no, well, I love it because we should all have an ideal client. We can't help everyone, right? And we're going to gravitate, you know, to certain people. Well, I would like to say, I guess, you know, the expert or the executive who's left their job to start their own consultancy on, you know, business, being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I have a real strong thing for women entrepreneurs, um, especially. So people in the professional services, because I worked in that space for many, many years. Right. So I just can res resonate with all that. So that's my, I call it the expert entrepreneur, right? You use your skills, your expertise, your wisdom to help others. It could be a coach or it could be a consultant, but that's my entrepreneurial avatar i guess love it now do you have last question that i have do you have any advice uh or tips for entrepreneurs since we're talking about entrepreneurs that want to improve their personal brand mm -hmm. yeah um get out there <laughs> i mean because personal branding is personal right it's about being personable so get out and meet people go out and explore new things i mean don't spread yourself into as an entrepreneur, we see all the shiny objects, right? Don't yeah. listen to all the shiny objects like Clubhouse. It may not be for you. Like you, you haven't got on yet. So maybe it's not for you. Mm -hmm. Realize what makes you tick and what you don't want to do. And also where your clients are. Because that's the, that's the two-way street you need to be on. Because if you're doing something you can't stand, that's not sustainable. And if you're doing something where your clients aren't there or they have no interest in, that's not sustainable too. So definitely just get crystal clear. And even like if you're just starting out, start with one thing. Get really, really good at one thing. So you get that net recognition. Is don't try to do 5 million things. Just get mm. really good at one and then you can expand out. Especially if one audience, one offer, one thing. You're just right. starting out. That's my expert That's my expert advice, I guess. No, that's take really, it for what it's worth. That's so. really good advice, Michelle. Yeah, well, thank you. We're out of time. Thank you for your time, by thank the way. You. 
Yeah, yes. this was so much fun. I think we could work forever <laughs> on marketing and stuff. But we'll have to do it again some other time. I we'll think. definitely need to do a part two. Uh, yeah. But keep doing what you do best on LinkedIn. I have Thank been following you. you. It's very insightful, your post. Um, so keep at it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I guess I'll see you on LinkedIn as well. We'll yep, we'll stay connected there. Okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been a blast. You too. You have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. All right, that's the end of our episode. Please, please, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the whole world to me. And lastly, make it a great day.